This is the John Porter Podcast, episode two. It's Monday the 20th of April, and today we're going to be covering training in different environments, otherwise known as tide training. So I think this is a really relevant thing to talk about in this day uh, currently, because a lot of people are training in environments that aren't gym-based. A lot of people have decided they're going to be training from home, and they're following lots of online workouts. While this is a really good thing, what I will point out is maybe they should be a little bit more structured in that progressing week to week could be a key point to staying focused and not losing your motivation. So today's episode, I'm going to give you some pointers, some tips, things to look out for and ways that you can make the most of your time training at the home or if you're running or at the park. So, with that, episode two, we're in full swing. So the reason we're all looking at training from different environments, the country's been in a lockdown situation due to the coronavirus. Um, In the UK here, we're going to see, I think we're into our fifth week, and lots of people obviously training from home. So, if I'm going to say one thing straight off the bat, we've got to risk assess the area. That is the most important thing, exercising from your home. You've got to make sure the area is safe. There's nothing you're going to trip over. I've seen a few videos online, uh, although quite sort of amusing. Uh, Lifting bars over your head, smashing lights, falling backwards, going through chairs. You know, very dangerous. So the point one to training from your home environment is definitely... Assess the area. Make sure you're not going to trip over anything. Make sure there's nothing overhead to the side. Just make sure it's a good, safe floor. Make sure you've got the correct footwear on is another appropriate point. Um, Sometimes I can be sort of known to do these little home workouts barefoot and quite often I'll roll my ankles slightly. And I should, you know, being a fitness professional should... um, think about that in advance but sometimes you get a little bit caught up in the moment you're a little bit motivated start doing star jumps in your living room and then a little twig tweaking the ankle Uh, so that's point one definitely assess your area and that brings me on to the, the second point and we can tie this in with the first point i think being environment based if you're going to be training from home I think first thing we need to look at after the safety is is the environment appropriate is it is it clear of obstacles like we just discussed is it clear of people causing distractions have you picked an appropriate time of day to do this workout are you wanting to do it in the middle of the day doing it in your garden in your garage in your living room what's the most sort of appropriate area for you to be running your workout from. I think this is sometimes a forgotten sort of thing in that you'll start a workout, children will be around, they'll want to join in, which, you know, in the long run is is a good thing for them to see you training, setting the example, joining in, having a little bit of fun as a family. Brilliant. But sometimes when you want to really get down to a serious workout, making sure it's at a time of day where you're not going to be disturbed, by family and children, making sure that you're not going to be 
sort of in anybody's way at a time of day when I don't know your tea's cooking stuff just stuff like that that can cause that distraction you get halfway through your set or you're halfway through your round and there's something that you need to attend to I think that can be demotivating and you know that happens a couple of times in a week and you think you know I'm going to sack it off it's it's not working out which is you know can be quite demotivating and you're going to be sat down then for the next few weeks before you decide actually you know I'm going to try again but without maybe taking that into consideration maybe you'll just be flogging a dead horse in that you know you're picking the wrong times so definitely assess the area make sure it's safe set the environment um, music will definitely be a big part of that environment setting the scene setting your motivation I think music, particularly high, if it's a high beats per minute, can really sort of get your, your head nodding. You get that sort of mirror reflex to the music, to the beat. You listen to the bass lines, your body feeling the music, and then you're ready to go. I think music's really important. So set that environment out. Make sure it's an appropriate time of day. Get the music going. Set almost like if you're going to have a romantic bath. You set the mood. Make sure you're ready to rock and roll. Make sure nothing's going to distract you. Make sure it's safe. And that brings me to sort of the next point of the type of exercises you might be doing. Maybe you've got some dumbbells at home. Maybe you've got kettlebells, uh, suspension trainers, resistance bands. There's quite a lot of portable, small, easily packaged gym equipment, I think, available that a lot of people have picked up over the last few weeks or even they already previously owned and never used up until this point i think that's a great time to get it out what i will say is if you if you're completely new to exercise maybe this podcast isn't for you in respect of you know i don't want to be encouraging people to start up exercising having exercise for you know years and years this is for those that have the equipment at home that they regularly train and um, they're ready to go and they're looking for a little bit of direction to get them through the weeks. So what I will say is get that little bit of equipment. If you haven't got it, that's cool. Uh, body weight is is more than enough for a lot of exercises. It just needs a little bit of research maybe on the internet, on YouTube. You know, have a look at what kit you've got. What exercises can you put together? Most exercise kit can be used in multiple ways even just a dumbbell or a plate can be used in several different ways that obviously be quite hard for me to coach verbally um obviously i'd like to coach things like that in person just to make sure everyone's safe to coach those sort of verbally would be i think neglectful of me but if you have a little research make sure it's nothing unfamiliar you're only doing exercises maybe you're familiar with stuff you've done in the gym Squats can be done with dumbbells, with a plate, rucksack, body weight. You know, the basic compound movements, chest press. So you're looking at doing press-ups. Maybe you've got the suspension trainers, the press-ups from the TRX suspension trainers. You know, variations of the basic movements that you would be doing in the gym environment, I think is the sort of the first port of call. So I, I'm currently looking around what I've got set up at home. Luckily, I've got a squat rack, bar, plates, dumbbells, medicine ball. A lot of it I don't even use because I, I quite simply, you know, 
I stick with the bar. I've only got weights up to 50 kilograms, but for what I do at home to fill in the days, it's enough for now. I've got an indoor bike that I use for warm-ups or I go for a run. Uh, it's funny, I've got a funny story, actually, if you don't mind me sidetracking. So, uh, setting up this garage, um, clearing out a little bit of space and whatnot. You've got the freezer and stuff in here. Um, setting out into a little space. Uh, my wife calls through and says, can I get some veg out of the freezer? So I grab a bag of veg from the freezer. In fact, I don't grab it. I open the door, the veg drops to the floor. And we've pre-prepped some meals, some bolognese and lasagnas. And as I bent down to pick this bloody bag of veg up off the floor, a frozen bolognese slid out of the freezer, hit me clonk on top of the head. I can't, oh my God. It's like, if you ever spud punched you, mate, where you get your fist and you dunk them on the top of the head. Oh my God, I was dizzy for ages. But he nearly killed by a frozen bolognese. Anyway, that's my sidetrack story of as, as I was setting up the... The gym in, in the garage. But again, that, that goes down to doing things at appropriate times. There was other things that I could have been doing at that point and I was pulled away and distracted. Not that I was distracted enough to be nearly killed by a frozen bolognese. But anyway, back to the main point of make sure your environment's safe. Make sure you've researched the exercises you want to do that, with the kit you've got. And make sure you've got that environment set up, music blaring, make sure you've had your caffeine, your coffee, whatever you start your day with. Um, you know, hit that routine, hit that ritual. If you go to the gym early in the morning, you should be up early in the morning still, trying to keep that steady routine in your living room. I mean, kids are having lies in, they might not be next week when school's back, but get up early, five, six o'clock, kids won't be up then, I'll tell you that now. Get your workout set up, a little bit of music, doesn't have to be loud, stick it in your headphones. Shall I just have a quick drink? Whatever you want, you know, high beats per minute, heavy rock, heavy metal. Yeah, I sometimes go to various different forms of music. Um, running, I'll hit the, uh, the energized type music, sash, uh, heavy metal, slim, not Metallica for some big, heavy, angry lifts. Whatever gets you motivated, think about it now. Are you training in an environment at a time of day that motivates you? Can you be bothered? Can you be bothered with distractions? If you can't, change little simple things. Find a time that's appropriate. Set the mood like a romantic bath. Get yourself ready to rock and roll now. We've researched the exercises we want to do. We're keeping it simple. We're doing squats. We're doing press-ups. We're doing shoulder presses. We're doing deadlifts. Maybe we've got a set of dumbbells. All of those exercises can be done. Maybe you've just got your body weight. Cool. We can work the hamstrings with bridges and glute raises and single-leg Romanian deadlifts. We can work squats, jump squats, press-ups. Nothing to pull up on. That's cool, we've got Superman extensions on the floor working all the rear. Lots of variations I've sort of spoke about there that you can go and research, have a look at the technique. Again, it shouldn't be unfamiliar too much, should be based around the main movements. Obviously, I don't want to encourage people to go starting new stuff, 
and pick up injuries. Now we've decided, we've decided it's safe, we've decided we're motivated, we've got the kit. Now what do we do? Now we need a plan. What types of workouts are we doing? Are we doing hit work? Are we doing resistance work? Slow and steady, time under tension, tut, time under tension. That's a vital component of creating a hypertrophy that we you know, build muscle on. What are we doing? Are we doing high intensity work? You know, that's been shown to sort of keep that metabolism high. You know, maybe your food's not been on point and you're looking for something a little bit more intense. Maybe it's just slow, steady, time under tension, resistance bands, dumbbells, slow press-ups. Decide next. Point one, make sure it's safe. Point two, set the mood, set the environment. Point three, make sure you get your kit ready. What exercises are you going to do? What type of training are we going to do? We're doing hip work, so that seems to be the most common one that I've seen online. Everybody's doing hit work. There's a lot of videos being posted around. Cool. Anything that gets your, your heart rate up in this time. You know, we can't be training for specifics or I can't coach specifics over audio. Um, so this is aimed at those that just want to get up and get moving, get the sweat on, get motivated. They've sat around for the last two weeks and decide, right, you know, I've got some kit. I'm going to do some exercise. This is for you. This is for you. We're on point four, the type of training we want to do. High intensity is good. It's really short bursted. As long as you're not sort of jumping around if you're quite a heavy person and you're looking, putting you know, high impact through the joints, you know, you're keeping it on the floor, keeping it static. You're going to do you know, intervals of 30 seconds work, 30 seconds rest, a bit similar to sort of circuit-based classes that you may attend. You know, it's, it's shown to prove, you know, to increase that metabolism and get your heart rate up. You know, Dr. Tabata, he devised a four-minute program, structured, you know, eight sets, eight sets of exercises, you know, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds rest. You know, Tabata's great if you haven't got much time, you get your sweat on, you know, high-intensity interval training, hit work. All great principles if you're just looking to get sweat on you may have decided to start a couch to 5k program alternatively or even alongside awesome anything to get you up and at it so we're on point four and we're talking about type of training so now you've decided what type of training now you're gonna get to it and you go how often should i be doing this training so point five 150 minutes a week. I just wrote that down just to emphasize the point. 150 minutes a week. It's not a lot. It's five times a week for 30 minutes. If you want to keep a routine to your week, Monday to Friday type thing, or we're talking three, 45, 50 minute exercises will take you just over that point. You know, you break that down how you want. 150 minutes a week. For me, I like to do 30 minutes five times a week. Easy peasy, five minute warm up, 20 minute intense structured workout, five minute stretch at the end. That's 30 minutes. That'll do me day to day, five days a week. Uh, if I have a competition of some sort, I competed in the strongman and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the past few years. 
you know, I would alter that training and it'd be a little bit more specific. But in the general maintenance for exercise, I just like to get the minimum done, spend time doing other things. You know, unless it needs to be specific, it doesn't have to be specific. 150 minutes a week, now you're going to decide how you're breaking that up. So how long is your workout going to be? You've assessed the area, the environment's booming, the music's flowing. You know, you've got the kit. You know what type of exercise you want to do, how long you're going to do it for, and how many times a week. Awesome. Now we're going to structure this. We're going to go for eight weeks. Eight weeks. We're going to plan for another eight weeks of training. Easy peasy. Cool. So we're going, say, three 45-minute workouts, intense ones a week. Let's, let's base it off that, just for argument's sake. Three 45-minute workouts. Great. Now that, as a workout, that's not including your, your non-exercise sort of daily activities that you might have been doing also. So we're not going to count those into that, but they are good. You know, getting your step count up, cleaning, hoovering, cutting the grass, painting fences, digging, you know, going for a walk, going for a gentle bike ride. They're all great extras on top of your activity. You know, they keep your body moving, they keep the calories burning. If that's what you want to achieve from the exercise, you know, that additional calorie burn, maybe your food's not been on point. Again, we're not going to go into detail too much on that. At a later point, I think we're going to sort of bring in an expert to help us through that section. But for argument's sake, three intense workouts a week. Awesome point, place to point. At this point, I hope you've got your notepad and you're taking a point, you know, pointers down um, so that you can actually put this plan together as we talk. I'm writing it down here, right in front of me. I'm actually developing the plan as we speak, nice and easy. Now, we want these plans to be progressive in some way over the next eight weeks. So, how do we do that? Because we want them to be structured, we want them to be challenging, and we want to turn up to each workout knowing the goal and what we want to do. So, point eight, know what your goal is. So, if it's to get fitter, high intensity body weight, running intervals, is it to get stronger? You have to be a little bit realistic, I think, in that sense, depending on the equipment you've got. Do you want to maintain the volume in your muscles? You know, resistance work in an interval style, five, six days a week. Perfect. Get your protein right. Go back to the gym. The job's not been as bad as you thought. So, without waffling too much, we want to make these three to four sessions progressive in some way. Different variables. Now, I'm going to tell you another little story about Milo of Croton. The story of progressive overload. Milo of Croton. He was a 6th century wrestler. Uh, from the city of Croton in Italy. Uh, he was known for his feats of strength. He, you know, tragically died, apparently ripping apart a tree with his bare hands and was killed by a pack of wolves after getting trapped in the trunk of the tree. Sounds daft, 
If you ask some people, they say he was killed by a lion. If you ask Joe Exotic, he was killed by Carol Baskin's tigers. But Milo of Croton, he apparently over a four-year period picked up a calf, threw it over his shoulders and travelled a good distance with this calf over his shoulders. Now, he did that daily for four years. So the story goes. What, a, what an interesting guy. If you want to go and read about him, Greek mythology, really good story. But he was traveling every day with this cow, calf, bull over his shoulder. And as the days went by, as you can imagine, the bull, it got bigger. And as the bull got bigger, Milo progressively overloaded his body small amount at a time he progressively overloaded an increase in weight while at the same time increasing his strength now over a four-year period at the end of it milo's carrying a full-on ball on his shoulders across the field now if you said to milo at the beginning grab that ball throw him over your shoulders Anyone, go grab a ball, throw it over your shoulders. Could you do it? You can't. You can't start heavy. So, point A is figure out how you're going to overload your sessions, but don't start at the top end and heavy. Start with movement and resistance tension at the bottom end. So that, that was Milo of Croton. I say, have a little read about that story as a Greek, Greek wrestler. Um, amazing, amazing fella. Uh, he's been sort of documented several times in artwork over the years. So now we know we're on number eight. We've decided how many times we're going to work out. Now we've decided how we're going to progress that workout week on, week out. Cool. Right. So first two weeks, number nine. Let's talk about the first two weeks of that training. Let's let's get it wrote down. You know. Excuse me one second. Week one. You know. Get familiar with the exercises. Get familiar with the exercises. Get familiar with the environment. Make sure you're turning up. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's say, for argument's sake. Make, make sure for the first week you turn up. Goal one. You know, you've set yourself a goal, for argument's sake, that you want to sort of, you get a little bit fitter. You want to progress, sort of, keeping the tension in your muscles. Whatever you've set that goal as, we'll talk about goals next episode. Obviously, we're going to set, set up the room. Now we're going to progress. We're going to get familiar with the exercises get familiar with them in your first week turn up point one of section nine turn up three times a week do your exercises try it out see what's working i would probably going for a full body approach a uh, full body approach in my opinion is the best way to sort of train you're not overloading yourself to the point where you can't move another day that's cool in this short-term situation so you turned up first week, three times a week. 
you've hit your workouts awesome the second week you're familiar with your routine you've familiarized yourself in the first week you know you can turn up because it was okay last week your environment was cool you're in the groove week two you're going to do the same again except for there's going to be a little bit more fluidity and fluency about what you're doing week two same again week two we've got it smashed awesome week three and four then hope you're making notes this is where the magic happens week four we need to now try and progressively overload the body so there's different variables you can change if you're lucky enough you can increase the weight if you've got the capacity to increase the weight on the dumbbells the barbells your kettlebells this cool we can progressively now you can hit your intervals you can hit your reps you can you can go at it with a higher resistance creating a little bit of overload progressively over eight weeks absolutely brilliant week three and four that's what we're looking at doing so variable one we're going to talk about you can increase the weight so the next two weeks again you're going to change the weight maybe this week it's still quite a struggle for you and you can't increase the weight that's cool are you having rest periods you're having rest periods now we're looking at reducing that rest period you know maybe you've had 30 seconds 30 seconds rest maybe even having a minute rest depends on the type of work you're doing but now we're going to look at overloading by reducing only a small amount the rest period so we're looking at maybe taking it from 30 seconds to 20 seconds this is a cool little number to change from maybe we're doing 10 reps of the exercises maybe we're timing and counting maybe we're doing 10 reps in 30 seconds maybe the next weeks three and four you're looking at going to try and get 15 20 reps in 30 seconds maybe it's slow and steady and you're doing time under tension which is the slow partial repetition movements that gives you that nice pump and nice burn maybe you just want to increase repetitions this week so weeks three and four we're looking to progress one of these variables in fact it could be argued that each session you should be trying to increase one of the variables but for argument's sake on the basic level we're just going to say three and four look at changing look at increasing weight look at cutting your rest period down look at increasing your repetitions look at moving a little bit faster maybe by moving a little bit faster you know that gets you a little bit out of, more out of breath maybe that really challenges your cardiovascular system maybe we're getting a twofold benefit from the resistance work and that we're strengthening the heart and lungs at the same time awesome you're doing we're winning that's as simple as that you know week five and six you know for argument's sake for me coaching you from this end we're going to change up the exercises we're now going to look for weeks five and six another familiarity phase where we're going to find new exercises to do with the kit we've got or we're going to take the exercises away and we're going to do body weight exercises we're going to expand our knowledge on our exercise vocabulary shall we call it in that we're going to 
increase the amount of exercises we can do with that one little bit of kit we got. Maybe we can do a bit of research. You know, people can email me and we can do video call and do a tech, you know, a, a technique check. Something I'm quite happy to do. If anyone wanted to email me at johnporterhealth at gmail.com. That's cool. But f weeks five and six, we're looking at getting variety just for the sake of this short term. Ideally, we can keep in the compound type movements of squats and press ups. This is cool. And curating balance, upper body and lower body. Staying with that full body approach, maybe. Maybe you're going to change it to an upper body session and a lower body session and alternating that way. Maybe this week five and six, you decided, I can't get five 30-minute workouts in. Or I can't get three 45-minute workouts in. Maybe you switch times of the exercise, of the workout, sorry. Maybe you decide that this this isn't working this 150 minute section is not working I'm, I'm not getting 345s i'm only getting 30 minutes but i've only been getting three 30 minutes maybe we can switch to a free a five 30 minute workout to get our 150 minutes in weeks five and six this is what we want to be doing weeks five you want to change the approach assess those first four weeks has it worked out for me what will i change Shall I change to 3.45? Shall I change to 5.30s? How do I get my 30 minutes in? I've done four weeks hit work. Maybe I just want to slow the pace down a little bit. We're going to assess at week five and change. Week five, we're going to assess and change the program. This is cool. We're working hard. Week six, obviously, you're going to be familiar with the new setup after week five. So you're going to, again, progressively overload into week six and seven. Pushing yourself, pushing the weight. Maybe you've done 10 exercises per workout. In total, you've done 30 sets. Maybe you want to reduce that and lift a little bit heavier. Maybe you've done 10 sets per body part. Maybe you want to try 15. Again, 6 and 7, we're changing, familiarizing. We're progressively overloading. Think about Milo picking that bull up. Day by day, it's getting a little bit more difficult. Every workout should be that little bit more progressive if we can make it. You know, there might be a point where you need to have a, a week of, of a slower moving week. A little bit more flexibility work may be needed. A little bit more stretching. That's cool. And then into week eight, we're into the home straight. Hopefully in eight weeks time, this is all blown over and we can be looking forward to getting back in the gym. But we're going to finish this program you know, we're going to finish strong, whatever your goal is. Maybe it's your fitness. If it's your fitness, you're going to really drive the numbers. You're going to cut your rest down. You're going to push yourself hard. You're going to really tire the muscles out set after set, after progress, after progress, you know, lift after lift. So this is the last week. This is the home straight week eight, and we're going to push it. We're going to push it, and we're going to push it. Then at the end of it, you're going to take your measurements, whatever your goal you was at the beginning maybe you've set out to lose a bit of body fat get a little bit stronger lose some inches so you're going to retake those points that we set at the beginning whatever you decided your goal was you're going to take some pictures and then you're going to assess and look back uh, and you're going to maybe send me a little bit of feedback you know tell me how this went for you tell me if it was helpful tell me if you achieved anything 
But most of all, tell me if it just gives you a focus day to day for your exercise. I mean, it's been a little bit overview in relation to week one to eight. In that, you know, we started off detailed and was risk assessing. We're making sure it's safe. We've set the environment. We've got our mo- music motivation. We've got a drink. You know, you've got the kit. You've decided on what type of exercise, how much, how often, when. You know, you've put the plan together with me now. You know, hopefully you've turned up to the sessions. You've done them all. That's vitally important, I think. But I think the main thing in why we didn't detail week to week is if you go, you know, get familiar Week to week, look to progressively overload. Week four, reflect. Change what you want to change. I think reflection is a really vital tool. Is it working? Is it not working? Maybe you need to reflect a little bit earlier. Maybe it's after two weeks. Maybe the first week. Reflect back. You know, does it work? Is it working? That's cool. Whatever your exercises you decided to do, it's all cool. And it all adds up to that number, that 150 a week that we're all aiming for, just to keep active and just to keep healthy during this crazy time. What I will say at this point is that hopefully the exercises you have selected do include core work, because core is vital for stability of the body. So don't neglect the core. Don't think that's just crunches, though. You know, core goes a little bit deeper than that. Um, so include core in that workout to keep yourself stable and strong. You know, give you that longevity. So what I've got is just three core principles just to remember. Start light. Form first. Hit those workouts. Turn up. Increase your variables slowly, week on week. There's no rush. Keep a diary, write it down. Make sure you know how many reps, how long, how often. Keep all those variables noted down. And hopefully, you know, there's a couple of you out there have been motivated to sort of set up this little plan, write it down and get on, get on your bike, so to speak, and sort of get working. In regards to goal setting, I think we're going to look at goal setting as podcast number three. Uh, You should all know, um, mainly from the smart points I put across last podcast, how to have set that goal for yourself in general. You know, we're looking at being specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to your goal and time bound. With time bound, I've helped you with that one because we've got eight weeks. Time bound, I've helped you with that. We've got 30 minutes or we've got 45 minutes, 150 minutes a week. So time-wise, time I've given you those sort of variables to hit into your, your smart goals that we discussed. But we're going to go into even more details about goal setting, time management next podcast. And I think that's going to be really important thing going forward into the weeks. And I think it's a good skill to have in general and in life to progress yourself. So with that, I'm just going to give you a little overview sort of of the podcast again. As discussed, you know, we've discussed health and safety. Don't start exercising if you're not used to exercising. 
you know, if you've got any heart conditions and such, and you've never been exercising for months and months, don't just all of a sudden start, you know, make sure you consult with a doctor if that is the case. Risk assess your area, set up the environment, get that music going, get the caffeine in, come on, get pumped, get your kit out. Come on, you know what type of workout you're doing. You've got 150 minutes to hit this week. We're going to break that down, 30 minutes, five times a week. We're going to overload ourselves. We've got our exercises. We've got squats. We've got 10 press-ups this week, 12 press-ups next week, 15 the week after. We're fired up. We've got a plan. We're going forward. This is you. This is your goal set. This is your next eight weeks. I will see you next week on podcast number three, the John Porter Podcast.